Hey, what's up? This is Gray. Uh, this is a podcast I'm doing. Welcome. Um, so I'm a, I'm, I'm a streamer. Twitch.tv slash Middle Gray. Uh, and I've been, I've been meaning to do this for a while. Make a podcast. Because uh, I used to do podcasting. Got out of it. Just life stuff, you know. Stuff getting in the way. I don't know. I was, uh, I was wanting to do it again. So here we go. This is um, a very personal thing for me. I'm not going to do like guests or whatever. At least that's not the that's not the structure of the podcast. It's not going to be a guest podcast. Can we can we just be honest with each other here? There are too many podcasts in general, but too many podcasts about guests with guests like, "Hey, my name is Zipzorp and I'm here with my friend Bill. Do you have anything to say, Bill, that is of interest to the people?" No. You know what I mean? Like fucking Oh, sorry. I guess I I guess this is a podcast where I swear. I'm going to try to keep that, you know. To a minimum, I guess. If you know my stream, you know that I swear a lot, and I'm I'm gonna try to uh, call that some. But this is this is just me. I'm this is just gonna be me. I'm just gonna be hanging out with you, telling about um, the games I'm playing, the stream stuff. You know, this is primarily a, a podcast about streaming video games to the internet and the video games themselves. Um, I'm a variety streamer. I play everything. Like, don't, I mean. Like, you think you understand what a var- I play pretty much everything. <laughs> I like Nintendo stuff, platformers. I like CRPGs. I like um, s- tactics games. I like first-person shooters. I like fighting games. I like just about everything. Only thing that you probably won't find me playing is, like, a competitive shooter. And even that I've dabbled in on my stream. Um, you know, because sometimes I do get that urge as well. Yeah, this thing is, uh, it's, I don't know, this is a project that I was... I've been wanting to do, and so um, right now I have no internet because Hurricane Delta came through. That's right, assholes. Hurricane Delta, they ran out of alphabet, so they started using, you know, that other shit that's dead, I guess. I mean, Delta, they started using the fraternity stuff. I'm in Louisiana, so I've been without power at my home for about two days now. Um, I'm currently at my mom's um, recording this thing, and we don't have internet here. It's Sunday. I, I my intention for this podcast is to get episodes out on Mondays, so that you guys can have something to look forward to uh, for the week. Because I know you're gonna look forward to it. It'll be the best thing offered to you. Um, look out, other podcasts. It's me, Middle Gray, is here talking about video games. We don't have enough of those, do we? Video game podcasts, podcasts about video games. In all seriousness, I don't think there are enough podcasts about streaming. But I'll get into that in just a second. Let me tell you more about Hurricane Delta. Hurricane Delta came through. Um, Knocked down a bunch of trees in my neighborhood. A bunch of power lines got knocked over um, because of said trees. Something like 50-something thousand customers were were without power. Um, And as of this recording, it's down to like 15. And sadly, I am one of those 15,000 that still has no power. Um, So I'm really hoping that comes up soon because I I miss streaming. I'm not one of these losers who does streaming on the side. To try to make money, or I don't know, out of some sense of obligation, I do it because I enjoy it. I sincerely enjoy streaming. It is like my favorite thing. My favorite thing to do hobby wise is is to play video games. My second favorite thing to do hobby wise is to stream those video games. And when I can combine those those two hobbies together, it is my first favorite hobby. I just want like I could go play video games right now. I have my Switch. I have my laptop. But I don't want to. I like. I want to. I want to stream them. That is the. That's the thing I want to do. So I've been without power for a couple days. Um, no game streaming. No real game playing has happened. 
Um, but I'll kind of tell you guys about what I've been playing recently in just a minute. Um, but Foist, uh, what I was about to get at, get at was that there are a handful of, vi- of podcasts about streaming and podcasts about streaming video games, I guess, primarily. They suck, dude. They're bad. I've listened to a lot of them. They're not good. They're like, and these we're gonna give you twelve actionable tips on how to grow your podcast today. Is that something you want to do, gamers? And I that that kind of like, I don't know. That personality type makes me sick. I hate. I can't stand it, bro. I can't stand that really f- just veneer that people like come up with to to try to grow their audience in this really fake way. Like, I'm going to help you grow your audience. And my question to them, like, did you did you grow your audience with this really, like, kind of attitude? No. No one likes to listen to that shit except for people who are like that. And I don't know. if you Like, my streams are not like that at all. My streams are 100% just me. Um, I am myself. I don't. I don't create a character. I'm not out there with a, a dumbass mullet and mustache. Like I am just 100% me playing video games. Some people think that I'm funny, um, and I don't know. Maybe I get mad occasionally. And what I don't. I just. I do my best. I have a good time, and that's what this podcast is going to be as well. Because even though I am me on those streams, I am me reacting to chat. Um, and I kind of wanted to have an outlet where I could just vent into a microphone. Or not vent, that sounds that sounds overly negative. It's not meant to be. I'm not trying to be overly negative in anything I do. Um, but I guess just having any sort of emotion or energy is captivating for people, right? Um, but no, it's. Uh, I just wanted a place to kind of just be me without, without any sort of real guardrails except for those that I install myself. Um, and so... I mean, yeah, I, I, that's kind of what this podcast is going to be. It's my experience playing video games, streaming video games, 100% me. This isn't, I'm not here to tell you how to have a successful Twitch channel because I don't know. I'm trying myself. I've been streaming for a little over a year. I started in July 20, uh, 2019, and I currently have something over, I don't know, 760 followers or something. I don't know. So, like, I'm still a small streamer. I'm an affiliate. Um, I've been doing it for like I said a little over a year now. Um I don't know. I don't know what it takes to grow a channel and I'm not I'm not one of these horses asses that's going to tell you I'm here's, here's what you need to do cuz you can find a middle a million of those YouTube videos. Some of them are helpful and some of them aren't. You know? And uh, honestly the helpful advice you get in one you can get in one YouTube one YouTube video. You don't need a whole channel or a series of videos, you can get all the advice you need in one of those videos. And so I'm not going to be I'm not going to be another one of those redundant Here's the three, you know, I, I, I just can't do that. I can't do that because it's not me and it would be, you know, completely insincere to do so. I just found a paintbrush. I'm holding this paintbrush. It's always nice when you're like doing something that's mental, I guess, to have something to, to fiddle with. So I'm fiddling with this paintbrush now and it feels good. So this podcast is just us. It's just me. It's just you. We're chilling. I'm talking about the video games. Um, I hope other streamers listen to it. I hope streamers, if, if they were ever to take away anything, it would, it would just be to now listen, this sounds really cliche. I understand this sounds almost hacky or hackneyed to, to say or advice to give, but 
streamers need to be themselves. They've got to stop. They've got to stop with this fake like I am. I am about my community. We're called the the Champions Guild or whatever. Like if that's really if that's one hundred percent your personality, if that's who you are. That's awesome. But I see a lot of streamers out there that try to act that way, and they're not. You know, like people that I know, you know, on a more personal level, and they are not that way at all. But they try to create that sort of environment because they think it's going to be helpful for them but you can't do that you just got to be yourself because that's what people want people want that sincerity so that's the only thing that that's the only bit of advice that you're ever going to hear out of me is you've got to be sincere you have to be earnest um you have to be just you you have to be you you know now listen some i guess there there could be that person who you is bad you know that like a-hole that likes to say racist things or whatever if that's you, don't don't even bother. Don't like don't I, I'm not saying everyone needs to be themselves. Not everyone needs to be themselves because other some people need to work on themselves before they can truly be themselves. Um, but for the I think the majority of people who are looking to do Twitch um, as a uh, as a side hustle or a job or whatever just as a hobby, uh, just just be you. Just be sincere. Um, you have a voice, you have things to say. And maybe you're maybe you're just contributing to a million other people saying the exact same thing. Whatever, dude. If you're having a good time, it doesn't matter. That's kind of what this podcast is. We're not we're not trying to like give you any sort of real like I'm not gonna be on here every week like and here's today's tip of the week for growing an audience. You're not gonna find that. There's gonna be very very little structure to this because I'm just I'm just talking. It's conversation, you know. It's conversation with me. It's conversation with you. We're just having a good time. <laughs> what I mean, you know, I guess there's a uh, there's a gradient of what constitutes a good time. <laughs> I'm I hope I fall somewhere on that. Um, and I think in that regard, this is a a unique sort of podcast. I don't think there are <clears throat> is another like podcast about streaming and video games that's exactly like this. Um, but I hope you like it. But as far as like you know, what I've been doing as far as on Twitch, what I've been streaming, maybe I got some stuff to tell you. I got, listen, I got games. I'd be, I'd be playing these games. You know what I'm saying? I got games to tell you about. Oh, shoot. I didn't set the timer. Whoopsie. Let me start that now. I don't know how, how long I've been going. You know better than me. Look at your, look at your phone. That'll tell you. So yeah. Um, so what I, I mean, I think first, like the first section or first half um, I know I said before that there's going to be like no structure or very little structure. The only bit of structure that I am going to impose is is that the first section of the podcast is just kind of like an update on where I'm at, you know, on kind of a personal level. And so right now that is the Hurricane Delta, no power, no streaming, no video games. So we're starting a podcast. <laughs> That's what's happening. Um, and then uh, the other section of the podcast is just going to be about the games I'm playing and the experiences that I'm having on Twitch, you know, in a more pointed way. Um, and to that end, I have been playing, I got four games I want to talk to you about. Four video games. Now, these aren't games, whenever we get into the routine and I'm, and I'm putting out episodes every Monday, I'm not going to have four games to talk about probably every week. Uh, that, that's probably just going to be two or so. Um, but I have a couple weeks of games to talk about because uh, I really want to talk about Hades, man. So I started Hades the day it came out, and uh, that Thursday, whenever it was. I'd been waiting on this bad boy to uh, exit early access since they announced it at the Game Awards in 2018 um, because I love Supergiant. 
that's one of my favorite developers as far as indies go. And uh, they create beautiful games. You know, Bastion I've beaten multiple times. Pyre I've beaten multiple times. Transistor I've, I've beaten just the once, but it, it also is a great game. Um, <clears throat> and so I've been waiting for Hades. Even though I'm not like a guy who's really into run-like games, like I played also that week, I played Spelunky 2. And like I was into it. I was like having a good time with Spelunky 2. Um, but since Hades came out, I haven't touched Spelunky 2. You know, like I haven't even... I haven't played it a single time. I, I wanted to boot it up a couple of occasions, but due to various reasons, I didn't. And that hasn't been the case with Hades. I've wanted to play Hades, and I have made it a, um, a, a goal to play Hades. And I have I've successfully run credits, uh, which is 10 clears. And uh, that shield, man. That, so what I did was um, I, 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 I unlocked all the weapons or whatever, and then I determined that the shield was kind of my favorite at that point in time. Once you unlock all the weapons, you also get the, um, you unlock the, the other skill tree with all the different aspects. And I, I started using the aspect of chaos, which is where after you do your bull rush, your next shield throw throws out multiple shields. And when you upgrade that all the way, it throws five additional shields. So you get the, the one shield, which is your regular base shield, I guess, and then you get an, an additional five. So you get six shields flying around, and with the right boons on that sucker, you can have doom going out. Like if you get, you know, an Ares thing where it's like doom on special and you've got six shields and administering doom across all these different bad guys you can absolutely wreck your opponents it's the best thing in the world um and so i did that and uh i ended up getting all my 10 clears under 30 runs i think um i got my first clear on my 18th run and then i went on like an eight run streak or something and i lost a couple because i was playing like an idiot <laughs> and i was trying out like the the trident again or the whatever the spear the bident i guess um and uh but whatever i got i ended up getting under under 30 clears um i think it might have been my 29 i don't remember um i rolled credits and uh i was really really proud of that man and i haven't played it since i've rolled credits but my god the music the art the acting or the voice acting, whatever the writing, all of it is just so stinking solid, and the mechanics are e equally good. Um, like it is a dungeon crawler in the truest sense. You're going into the dungeon, and you know the classic um, Diablo style dungeon crawler is you're going down into hell, and this is kind of the opposite of that. It's the inverse. You're going up from hell to escape, um, and uh, it is just a tremendous game. Like it's it's the kind of game that I could I could recommend to ten different sorts of gamers. And all of them appreciate it, you know, like if you have your dungeon crawler fans, your classic Diablo fans, if you have your fans of like, you know, visual novels and romance sort of like, you know, life simulation games like Persona or, um, you know, Fire Emblem Three Houses had some of that. I could recommend it to them because there are like social links almost in the Persona way where you develop relationships, give gifts and get cool things out of those whatevers. Hades is really good. It is it is a really good game. I know a million people on a million different podcasts have said that already, but uh God, I I that is my I mean it's my front runner for game of the year, you know? Like I've not played anything else this year that and listen, I've played a lot. I've played all the big titles this year. I've played all I've played indie titles. I've I've played a lot of different games that have come out in 2020 and nothing has really come close to Hades. It is unbelievably good. Um I will say though, my number two, as far as game of the year considerations go, right now is um, is Doom Eternal. Now that game is really good, man, and I kind of feel like it was it was it was uh, I don't know a little disrespected in the media. 
Uh, no, it was. I, I do feel like it was kind of underappreciated. I don't know if it was off of, I don't know, people having higher expectations for it than because of how good Doom was, or the fact that they had a million different mechanics to keep track of, and and that I think that's a fair criticism. There are a million different mechanics in that game. Um, you know, as far as like the grenades and having two different types of grenades and the flame belch and the blood punch, there is a lot of different stuff to, to balance at once, but they all kind of do work together. I think the only thing that feels a little, you know, a little like uh lanyap is, which is a classic Louisiana term, um, which is just like a little something extra. The thing that felt like a little something extra was, uh, maybe the freeze grenade. It was useful in certain circumstances against faster enemy. Oh, I played on ultra violence, by the way, which is like your hard, you know, it's like, it's like uh, easy, medium, hard, very hard. I don't, I don't remember what any of them are called. I think medium has hurt me plenty. Hard is ultra violence, and then very hard is like nightmare, maybe. I don't remember. But I beat it on ultra violence. It's like heroic equivalent in Halo, you know, which I always felt like heroic was the right balance of difficulty in Halo, and I feel like the same is true for Doom. That's what I played for 2016. Um, uh, man, I, I just had a tremendous time with that game. I, like, I played it... Um, I don't know, over the course of four or five days or something, um, and uh, beat that bad boy, and I think the weakest part of the game is kind of backloaded. The boss fights with the Con Maker and the Icon of Sin, um, those two fights were really weak. The Icon of Sin wasn't especially difficult, it was just not super fun. You're balancing, balancing some mobs, and then you have this big old bullet sponge in the center that you have to shoot and he's not he's not doing a whole lot to hurt you you know he like he's got some big aoe sorts of attacks but they're fairly easy to dodge you know you're an ant um but the con maker was a hoe the con maker can eat my butt dude the con maker was so annoying the con maker had like this how many times am i going to say con maker i should if i say con maker again i'm cutting a toe off but like it would it had like this floor is lava sort of mechanic where you had to had to like jump over you know, the sparkly, sp sparking ground or whatever, and, like, go to different platforms while also shooting the, co shooting it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not losing a toe tonight, babies. I am keeping all my toes, all, all four of them. Um, it did this thing where, like, if you got it down to a certain point of, t uh, of health, and then you kind of ignored it for a few seconds while you replenished your health or got ammo or something, it would replenish its health back to maximum, and it had, like, eight health bars or something insane. It was a really frustrating fight. Um, it took me, I don't know, four or five tries, where the Icon of Sin took me, like, three, I guess, two or three. Um, but other than those two fights, like, there are a couple other boss fights, like the, the first Marauder you fight, the first Doom Hunter you fight. Um, I don't always like when games take like a regular like you know mook sort of enemy just a regular ass enemy and they make it a boss that's always kind of annoying when they like put extra shields on it or give it extra health and make it extra, do extra damage and they say this one is the bossy one uh, that's kind of weird and annoying and that's kind of what they do with the doom hunter and the marauder at different points in the game um but those fights are still a lot of fun regardless um and so i kind of i don't know I, I'm, I'm a little less critical this time but the gladiator fight was fun. That was a boss. Uh, that was like a unique boss you didn't fight anywhere else in the game. Big furry demon thing um, with a big shield and mace and whatnot. It, that was a cool fight, man. Uh, I wish the game had more of that. Like big demon. Like the in Doom 2016, you fought the big cyber demon thing. Like that was. I, I expected kind of more of that. And I guess the the gladiator gladiator was the only one of those because the con maker was just a a big dick hole and um, the icon of sin was just utterly forgettable um 
but other than that, like I don't, not to be overly critical about the game, that it's still like a solid eight point five or even nine out of ten for me. I had such a good time with that thing. Like as much as I was gushing about Hades a minute ago, I think the balance of the of the uh, combat is uh, is probably equally as good in Doom Eternal. Um, it was just so much fun, like trying to figure out ways to get all those uh, all those different systems right, and like the Slayer gates are so good, man, like. You know a game is balanced well, and like this isn't true for every area in Doom Eternal. Some of the areas weren't uh, the best designed, I think, like because you would you would be fighting a couple of enemies, like I don't know, maybe a snake and a hell knight. I can't remember what the slithering assholes with the horns are called, but I think I called them like horny snakes a couple times, which I don't know. That's appropriate for a devil, I guess. But um, like you would be fighting a couple you know, more generic sort of sort of enemies, but because of the way the level was designed, it didn't have a real good flow. It didn't have a real, um, nice like path, like more, you know, maybe like a circular path or something. And so you'd get caught in these weird spots where you get turned around or you get stuck in a corner and you're like facing a, a hell knight in front of you and you can't dash through enemies. I think my biggest mechanical criticism of the game is that you can't dash through the, it, the game has a really nice and generous dash, but you can't dash through enemies. You can't use that in the same way in like a dark souls or something. When you do a, a roll, you, you know, you have those iframes and you can, you can roll through an enemy's attack. Doom doesn't have that. When you dash, you're still a hittable object. And I kept like trying to use, I guess just my video game brain, kept trying to use the dash as a way to get through an enemy, to get to the other side of an enemy. Um, but I would do that and I would just get murked by, you know, a baron or whatever is, is on my ass at that point in time. And I, I, so yeah, I think if they had given that dash, you know, a little bit of invincibility so that you could use it to get to the other side of an enemy, uh, it would be a little easier. Um, maybe they could balance that by giving you a few more enemies in that encounter. I don't know. There are ways around that. Or making maybe making some of the other enemies a little more persistent, you know? Because, uh, like, the only truly, like, persistent enemy, the one that you can't get away from, is the Marauder. And he is a son of a bitch. Like, that dude, he is, like, you know, he's the Girl Scout cookie seller. Wants to, He's trying to get you some Samoas, and he does not give up. Homeboy got these thin mints, and he is not satisfied with you bu not buying 12 boxes. You know what I'm saying? And I can't help myself but to buy a bunch of thin mints. And that's him. I don't know. Maybe they balance it by maybe they give you that invincibility, you know, that small window of invincibility on the dash, but then make the Hell Knight a little more persistent, more like the Marauder. I don't know. There are ways around that. But all in all, uh, the game had tremendous music. Uh, the weapons were as good as ever. Um, as far as new stuff, like. From the other one, you had new equipment, um, like the grenade launcher, the flame belch, the um, the freeze bomb thing. But, like, there weren't any new... Well, I guess the Unmaker was a new weapon. I'm trying to think. Uh, the Ballista, they had the railgun in the last one, but it's essentially the same thing. It's used slightly different. Whatever. Wasn't a whole lot in the way of, like, new weaponry, but... Um, you know, they you had, like... The traversal stuff was crazy. You had the chain on the, the super shotgun... Anyway, I'm kind of getting lost in the weeds of the mechanics here. It's a really, really good game. Um, I feel like it's a solid must-buy for any fan of a first-person shooter. So that's a good game. Let me tell you about a bad game. Let me tell you about a game that uh, didn't deserve my time. I don't. Luigi's Mansion 3. I, I'm being harsh. Luigi's Mansion 3 was cool for about half of it. <gasps> Excuse me. 
by the time I got to like, I don't know, the movie theater, I was done. Like, I was just bored with it. Luigi moves so slowly. And I know it's like a puzzle game, kind of in the vein of like a to, uh, Captain Toad or whatever. It's not a platformer, you know. It's a Mario game, but it's not a platformer. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. I don't need like a Mario game to necessarily be a platformer uh, or whatever. But Luigi is just so slow moving around that environment, and he doesn't have any sort of traversal, like, at all. All he can do is walk, and, like, the one jump he has, it, jump, it jumps straight up in the air, and you have no air control. So you, you're running, you hit the, the, two, the two shoulder buttons, and he just pops straight up in the air. That is kind of annoying, man. Like, I did want a little bit of traversal in my puzzle game, you know, like some sort of... I don't know. I, I did want a little bit of that, and so I just kind of got bored. Like, the story is... Whatever, man, it's a Mario game, you know? Like, the story's just kind of, like, a thing that's there. It's not the thing that's compelling you forward, necessarily. And in a Nintendo title like Mario, the thing compelling you forward is is being is the interactability, you know? Playing with the mechanics, playing with the systems, um, you know, enjoying the music, enjoying the art, that sort of thing. But Luigi's Mansion just kind of got old. Like, the music was fine, the art was decent, the sewer level... Listen, if you know me, you know that I think sewer levels are the most trash, throwaway, like, hey, listen, I'm Mr. Game Developer, we need three more levels, uh, let's do a sewer level, just to fill a gap, like, just to fill a slot, we need a level, put a sewer in there, they suck, they always suck, they always involve, like, draining water, they always involve, I don't know, it's, they're garbage, the color palette is just, like, green and brown, they suck, dude, sewer levels are the asshole of video games, and that makes some obvious sense, right, it's a sewer, so there's gonna be a poo-poo here or there, but... No, I, by the time I got through that level and I got to like the sandy sort of a, you know, pyramid Egyptian-y level on the other side, I was done, man. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, I liked I liked the game through like maybe three or four floors, but after that, it, I was really just kind of tapping my foot and looking at the time. I, I just didn't want to play anymore, and I'm not like a Nintendo hater. I, I really like Nintendo games. I mean... You know, listen, I'm a I'm a white dude in his twenties, so of course I'm gonna love Zelda. You know, I'm I'm that basic bitch, but I love like Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey. You know, I love like I, when Nintendo is on, Jesus, they they can't be stopped. Um, but I don't know, Luigi's Mansion was just really really weak to me, and I was kind of disappointed because it was my first Luigi's Mansion, and it you know it was pretty well well received, and I've I know people personally that really like it, um, but uh. I don't know, wasn't great, wasn't great, it was like a 6 for me, a 6 out of 10, <laughs> like, it's just boring, it was just kind of a, uh, I don't know, whatever, I didn't, I didn't finish it, and I'm not gonna finish it, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep playing it, I, listen, if you want to learn one thing about me, I have no obligation or predilection to continue playing a game past the point of my enjoyment, you know, some games do, uh, do require some persistence, you know, like something like Nier Automata, um, if I didn't persist through that, uh, then I would have, I would have like spoiled or and not spoiled. I would have missed like what makes that game great, you know? Um, but like Luigi's Mansion, I don't know. I just didn't see, I didn't see the silver lining in that bad boy. So I ended up playing it for, I don't know, a few streams, three or four streams or something. Got through the, uh, the sewer level, got to the Egyptian pyramid level. And I was like, I can't do this, man. I can't run around this big level. Cause the intro to that level is big. You're in this giant deserty area with like a big pyramid and like the sand effects are cool. Like the sand physics, you can suck up the sand and blow it around. And it's like, it's like, Oh, that's fun. But like, that's, that's the extent of it. So I ended up putting that down and, uh, I do. So when on my stream, I do like two games simultaneously, I'll do like a more mechanics sort of 
like demanding kinesthetic experience, Doom or Hades, and then I'll do something that's more, you know, methodical, slow-paced, RPG, that sort of thing, puzzly, like a Luigi's Mansion. And so since I put Doom down, or, uh, well, since I put Doom down, I played, um, or let me backtrack even more, when I put Hades down, I played Doom, and then I started playing um, Luigi's Mansion, and when I put that down, I started The Witcher 2. Now listen, listen, you little listeners, you, with your tiny ears, your tiny holes in those ears. The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, it's my favorite game of all time. It's my number one video game. It's the thing I love the most. I, 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 I love The Witcher 3. I love that game a lot, um, but I'm a dork, you know? I've played The Witcher 3 four times. I've never played The Witcher 2 to completion. I've played The Witcher 2 a couple times. Like, I started it, and I got through the tutorial area, which is, like, the big assault on the castle. I've done that, like, three times. But every time I get to the second area, you know, like, Chapter 1, the first big area where the game really starts, um, what's it called? Uh, it's the name of the the eels that Ursula has. Um, Flotsam and Jetsam. Flotsam. It's Flotsam. Um Whenever you get to Flotsam, that's the furthest I'd ever gotten before, and I just I just always stopped. I don't know why. Um, not because I didn't like it, but I, I don't know, dude. Listen, I'm a complicated man. I'm a dumb, complicated, irresponsible, sexy. I don't know. I just kind of stopped. And so um, I finished Luigi's Mansion, and I just beat The Witcher 1 on stream a few weeks back, and that was a good experience, man. Old game, weird mechanics as far as fighting goes. Um, but a really interesting story and some, they, they lay the groundwork for what they do in the future with the Witcher three in an interesting way, uh, that I really liked. And so I knew the Witcher two was around the corner at some point. And so I was like, all right, it's time. We got to do this. No more Luigi's mansion. Um, I'm done with that thing. I'm going to play something a little for, I'm going to play some, that was for big boys, Luigi's mansion. I'm gonna play something for kids, you know, something that like that the Sunday school can get behind. I'm gonna play some Witcher two. Um, and that's been a lot. That's been really good. I've really, really enjoyed The Witcher Two a lot. It's uh, you know, it's an it's older, like 2011 or 12 or something. It was like around Skyrim and Dark Souls One. That it was in that sort of window, um, and, and you know, it, it shows. There are some things about it, like visually, they use a lot of bloom effects in that classic sort of oblivion way. Um, but I'm nostalgic for that era. I'm nostalgic for that like 2007 to 2013 ish era of fantasy games where everything was like looked everything looked like a fairy tale. Everything looked like it could have belonged in a fable game. Um, and so like that that sits fine with me. And honestly, like the combat is is better than I gave it credit for because initially. Whenever I was play, whenever I played this game back in the day, I I kind of like poo pooed on the combat. I didn't like what it. I think I was just more accustomed to The Witcher 3's combat, and, and The Witcher Two has more of a slow paced style. <gasps> sorry, I'm not sorry. What am I talking about? Um, and I just wasn't. I don't know. I, I didn't care for it as much. But now, like giving it the time that it deserves, I'm really appreciating it for what it is. Um. It's cool, man. It like Triss looks right. Uh, you know, Zoltan looks right. Dandelion looks right. And if you played The Witcher One, you know why I'm saying that because they all look like horror freak show, like pop out children's book 
at people in The Witcher 1. They look horrible. If you've played these games, or if you've played The Witcher 3 and you don't know what Zoltan looks like from The Witcher 1, okay, first of all, I'm going to say take a Dramamine because it's going to make you sick and Google it. He's absolutely horrifying. He looks like a fish that they pulled out of the ocean and knows that it's going into an aquarium. Like, it's just like, oh, that's what Zoltan looks like. He's got a fin on his head instead of a mohawk. It's terrible. It's terrible. But no, they did it right. It, like, it looks good in the new one. And um, I'm excited to continue that sucker. I don't have, like, a review for it. Like, all these other games, the other ones that Hades, Doom, and Luigi, like, I all have, like, a definitive sort of, like, final say on them. Um, but I'm kind of just now, you know, I'm just starting. Dang old um, Witcher 2. So I, I don't really have anything definitive to say about it but i am continue i am excited to continue it i just need power to turn back on i just need them to hit the button dude just give me that power i need static shock the superhero to come by put his hands on the thing and you know make give me some give me some of that you know power good that juice um and then i'm gonna continue streaming it so like I said, twitch.tv slash middlegray if you want to see me play any of these games, play any of these games. I'm not done with Hades, you know? If you look at my on my about screen, there's like a list of all the games that I've beaten. It's something like close to 40 games in the in the past year. Um, and you'll see Hades on there. I'm not done playing it though because there is post-game content. There is stuff to unlock um, after like the main story ends or whatever. And there's some side content to do. So I'm going to continue with it at some point. I'm just taking a little bit of a break but because I did play that thing. Like I mainlined it for... I don't know, solid week and a half, two weeks or so. Um, yeah. Tremendous game, Hades. <laughs> Give me the air. All right, so um, it's at this point in the podcast which I, in which I would talk about, like, you know, stuff that's kind of happening outside my life, which who even cares about anything happening outside my life? Like, I don't know, game industry stuff, you know, news or whatever, dude. This is a game podcast. We got to talk about the news. We've got to talk about the news. Um, and I don't, some couple, a couple little things happened. Not, like, I don't know, news right now is kind of slow. It's the calm before the storm. Like, we're about to have a bunch of consoles come out. And so um, it's a little chill. I mean, a few things that happened um, recently were uh, Minecraft Block got announced for Smash. Um so you can play as a, uh, I don't know, an anthropomorphic cube or whatever. Um, and I, I hear that, like, all the nine-year-olds are really excited about that. I don't know. I'm talking shit about it, but I really don't care. Like, I love Smash Bros. I don't have any strong feeling about Minecraft in either direction. It just, it exists, you know, in the same way that, like, I don't know, Jupiter is out there, I guess, doing its thing with its big dot. Minecraft is out there doing its thing with its big dot, and, like, I, I don't... It's fine. Minecraft is fine. It is a video game, and that's about the extent of my feelings on it. I think that people who are, like, who have strong feelings about this and the negative, who are like, My Smash Bros! You know, those kinds of people can eat crap. Why did I censor myself there? They can eat feces. Um... I don't know. They're babies. People who are like really upset about that are just absolute babies. That said, Travis Touchdown needs to be in Smash Bros. And the fact that he's not is a crime against gamers. It's a crime against God and man. Um, but I don't know. It's what it's whatever, dude. Minecrafty is in it. The Minecrafter is in Smash Bros. It's fine. It it's 
it's fine. He's an icon. Minecraft bro is an icon the same way that Mario is an icon, you know? Sure, he's not as old. Minecraft bro is like four. And Mario is like 48. So you got a game with like a four-year-old and a 48-year-old. I don't know. Might be a little weird, but kids like it. But who cares, dude? Smash Bros. is like a ridiculous, obscene crossover game anyway. You got Solid Snake in there throwing grenades at Kirby. Who cares, dude? People get so riled up over this, over Smash Bros. It's silly. It's real silly. Listen, the thing you care about is silly is what I'm here to say, but don't talk bad about my video games. Your video games are silly. Mine are not. Mine are serious. Um, so yeah, the Minecrafty boy is in Smash now. That's fine. Also, they changed Peter Parker's face. That's, I, I don't care. That's another thing that's fine. But like, the only, so the only, I don't know. It may be weird that, like, I'm bringing up these news stories and my reaction is, okay. But the reason I'm bringing them up is because there was some amount of controversy around them. People were real upset about this, the, the Peter Parker thing. I don't, I personally just don't give a shit. There was always a disconnect with me and the original Peter Parker in PS4 Spider-Man. Because that, that Peter Parker looked like an accountant, you know? He looked like a, a home loan officer, you know what I'm saying? He looked like a junior attorney, you know? Like, he looked like he's volunteering at at some sort of politician's rally, you know? Like, junior conservative of America. Like, he looked like, he just looked like he, he wears socks and sandals. And I don't know, like, he just looked like, it, he didn't look like a dork. And Spider-Man is kind of a dork, you know? He's kind of dorky. He just looked like a well-put-together banker. <laughs> and, like, I didn't, I didn't like that. There was, there was something about his design. He was just kind of like, yeah, I'm like a handsome sort of professional. And like, I don't know. I feel like Spider-Man needs to be a nerd. He needs to be nerdy, you know? Like, I, I can have Spider-Man in two ways. Give him to me as a nerd or give him to me as kind of like a, a cool nerd. You know, like a nerd who, who likes video games. Something like, you know, someone who's like, oh, listen, I like my video games, but I also skateboard. That's kind of, That's fine with me. But this version of him, just, it, it was always, I don't know, dude. It was, it, it, but honestly, it didn't really bother me. It just, like, I, every time I saw him on screen, I could get into the character. But whenever I thought about it later, I would be reminded that, like, his weirdly perfect hairstyle just didn't fit right with who that character is in my mind, you know? And I, I get that he's supposed to be, like, 27 or something. So he's, like, he's been Peter... He's been Spider-Man for a while. That's not my issue. My issue is that he just seemed like, you know, he's in... He lives in New York City. He's gonna go work on Wall Street, you know? Not not be some sort of, like, you know, he works for Octavius as, like, this underground scientist doing this really experimental stuff. He just didn't have that vibe to me at all. And I'm not saying that this new face <laughs> I'm not saying this new face is going to give me that vibe uh, but all I mean to say is that I wasn't attached to the old Peter Parker in any sort of way like he just he just was just kind of there so the new one is is either going to do it for me or at worst I think he's just going to get kind of going to be there too you know he'll just kind of be there and that's either way I, I don't care I just it just doesn't it doesn't bother me now you know what does bother, bother me remember what I said your video games are dumb and mine are cool uh, Rambo and, and Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11 having Rambo now, that's, man, baby, you hear this? That's me being mad. I'm hitting this paintbrush on a pillow. I'm so mad. No, I'm not mad, but it's just, it's 
all the guest guest characters in Mortal Kombat can just can just eat a scrotum. Like it's just, I, I think it's shitty. I think they have all these guest characters uh, when they're ignoring like this just wealth of really good solid Mortal Kombat, you know, character list that could be in there. You know what I mean? Like. Bo Raicho would have been better than than Rambo. Bo Raicho over Rambo any day of the week. Put that on my gravestone. Bo Raicho would beat the shit out of Rambo. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, shoot. You know what I'm saying? You know? I don't know. Rambo, like, do we need another muscly sort of action movie hero guy? It just doesn't. It's weird and dumb. That's my thing. It's weird and dumb. It's weird and dumb. Minecraft Man and Smash, fine, who cares? Rambo and Mortal Kombat, weird and dumb. That's my. That's where I'm at, okay? You can call me hypocritical. You can call me short. Either way, they're false. I'm tall and I'm always consistent, all right? So don't, don't leave me alone. That's what I have to say. You know, everything else was kind of whatever as far as news, you know? Sony has officially, I don't know, said or confirmed or whatever, put in stone that... That the X button is confirmed for Japanese regions, I guess. I don't know. Like, that's the that's the bottom of the barrel we're scraping for interesting news stories right now. There's just not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot. Like I said, calm before the storm. It is what it is. And maybe in the future... Listen, I'm not making any promise. But maybe, maybe in the future, if we get to a point um, where, like, there's an audience that wants to try to communicate with me, maybe we'll do, like, an email or call-in section or something because I know a lot of podcasts do that, that type of thing. Um, and so, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that at this point or in, at that point. But for right now, we're just going to keep calling to keep it simple. We're going to call to keep it simple. That was for all of my Australian fans. I hope I respected your culture by doing a bad impression. Uh, we're going to kind of keep it simple. So this character I'm doing right now, he's an Australian, um, guy who doesn't like a lot of complexity. He's like, I just want to, I want to go to work, eat my banana, catch me a rabbit and go home. I don't, I don't, no TVs, none of that. He's a very simple guy. He just wants to go home, lay on his mattress he doesn't have a stereo. Or he doesn't have a. He doesn't have anything. He just sits there looking at the walls, picking his nose. He's a simple anti-complex. Is that okay, Australian fans? Is that good? Oh, simple. I'm just a non-complex individual. All right, everyone. You know, I think that's. Uh, I think that's the podcast. I think that's the first one of these. It's been. It's been a solid forty-five-ish minutes, and um, it's been fun. I've uh, been a little nervous. Did you hear me swallow? That was a real one. That was uh, not embellished in any way. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully this will be up on Monday the twelfth. That's my goal. So if you're hearing this on the thirteenth, it went up yesterday. You sucker. Um, on the fourteenth, I can't even think that far ahead. You crazy? But, um, and I hope to have one up every Monday after that, because you know me, dude, I have insane consistency, insane consistency. I'm a daily streamer. Here's what y'all need to know. I'm a daily streamer. I stream every single day, twice a day. All my about pages has part-time streamer putting in full-time hours. That's me. There's no quit to this hustle. There's no quit to this hustle. I could be a rapper The kind for the, how much hustle I have in me. You know what I'm saying? 
daily streamer two times a day every single day unless Hurricane Delta knocks out my power or Comcast fucks up my internet again. But that's not my fault, dude. That's not my fault. I'm at my mom's right now, and she doesn't even have internet because the, the hurricane said, and blew the internet away. You know what I'm saying? We got power, but we don't have internet. And it sucks, dude. I'm looking at my phone and just like, how many times can I scroll through Twitter? A lot, apparently. But anyway, that's kind of the podcast, man. It's been fun. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know. If you're like, listen, if you're like some sort of Saudi Arabian oil baron, I mean, you know, you could, uh, I could do an ad for you if you want for a million dollars, a million dollars for every, a 10 second ad, every 10 seconds, it's another 50. So a million dollars for the first 10 seconds, 20 seconds is $51 million. And that's a reasonable deal. Listen, Saudi Arabian oil prince, I'm here for you. Hit me up.